Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. On this day in 1933, Erich Jan Hanussen was shot to death in the woods outside Berlin. As Hitler's clairvoyant, he had access to a trove of Nazi secrets, but it may have been his own secret that led to his murder. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Andrew Tate, host of the podcast, Let's Not Meet. Every week, Andrew tells terrifying yet true horror stories about people you don't want to meet. The accounts come from people who escaped their encounters alive. Andrew's here to discuss some of the historical aspects of today's story while I'll cover the narrative. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. Glad you could join. Today, we're covering the assassination of Erich Jan Hanussen, a psychic who took advantage of the Nazis' obsession with the occult and, by some accounts, gave predictions to Hitler himself. Yeah, I'm thrilled to dive in. It's a very obscure and fascinating bit of history. After all, the ultimate person you don't want to meet is Adolf Hitler. Now let's go back to the forest outside Berlin as March 24th had just turned into March 25th, 1933. Eric Hanussen had seen many things. When he was young, he'd pictured his future and seen sold-out theaters and a lavish mansion. As that vision came to pass, he'd foreseen a change in regime, a darkness in Germany. In his mind's eye, he'd seen a raging fire before it happened. He'd seen Hitler rise to power. He'd even seen the armed men currently pointing their rifles at him, coming from a mile away. But the curse of this psychic was that he'd been powerless to stop his own assassination. It wasn't as if he hadn't been warned. A year before, he'd made it clear to his daughter he was living on borrowed time. And just that day, he bumped into one of his many former mistresses who cautioned him his life was in danger. Mere hours after that, a friend called with a similar warning, get out of Berlin. Hanussen had the means to leave, plenty of money, even a yacht to sail away on. His ex-wife and daughter knew he'd been moving funds to Vienna for a while now. In theory, he could have escaped. But Hanussen had a show that night, and he loved adoring crowds more than his own life. He was loath to miss a performance or leave Berlin for a city where he'd only be ordinary. So he followed his routine on March 24th, stopping at his usual bar for a pre-show brandy around 8 p.m. There, the owner informed Hanussen that Nazi brown shirts had been by, asking about his whereabouts. Hanussen downed his brandy and walked outside. As he left the bar, a car pulled up. Two Nazi officers stepped out and arrested him. 
previously, Hanusen may have been able to call in a favor in a situation like this by dropping the name of his good friend, Berlin police chief, Count von Heldorf. But Heldorf was otherwise indisposed. He had been removed from his position earlier that week. The officers put Hanusen in the back of their car. He wouldn't make it to his show. The brown shirts made a brief stop at Hanusen's apartment and then drove him to his death in his own red Bugatti. Now, not long after midnight on March 25th, he was in the woods outside Berlin, watching three bullets fly into his body. Bullets and brown shirts were the last vision the psychic would ever see. Coming up, we'll explore reasons high-ranking Nazis wanted Hitler's clairvoyant dead. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the story. Early on March 25, 1933, famous clairvoyant Eric Hanussen was shot to death outside Berlin. My guest host, Andrew Tate, is going to take over from here to discuss the historical lead-up to Hanussen's murder and possible motives for the crime. Thanks, Vanessa. On April 7, 1933, a few weeks after Hanussen died, a local farmer found his body partially buried in the woods. The corpse was unrecognizable and might have remained unidentified if it wasn't dressed in Hanussen's jacket, which had his name stitched on the label. Combined with the open missing persons report, it was apparent Eric Hanussen had been murdered. But instead of moving forward with an autopsy or investigation, the case was quickly closed. Other than brief reports and papers, the death was struck from the records. No one knows who exactly shot Eric Hanussen, but rumors said the cover-up was the work of Josef Goebbels, the Nazi minister of propaganda. While we'll never know exactly who shot Eric Hanussen, there are several theories as to why he was killed and why Goebbels covered it up. The first, Hanussen's successful psychic career was a liability for the new Nazi government. On February 26, 1933, one month before his murder, Hanussen predicted there would be a great house of flame. The next day, an arsonist attacked the German House of Parliament, starting the infamous Reichstag fire. 30 minutes after the fire began, Hanussen called a local newspaper, claiming the communists were responsible. Shortly after, communist Marinus van der Lubbe was arrested. The Nazi party used the Reichstag fire to arrest thousands of citizens, restrict civil rights, and firmly consolidate their power over Germany. It was the Nazis' most significant power grab yet. So significant, they may have orchestrated the entire event. If they did, there's a good chance Hanussen, as part of the Nazi inner circle, knew about the arson plans and used the knowledge to boost his career as a clairvoyant by quote-unquote predicting a great fire. And if he was willing to let information slip for personal gain once, who knew what secrets he'd spill in the future? 
But that was just the beginning. The second reason Nazis may have killed Hanussen, money. Hanussen was incredibly wealthy and more than happy to issue his Nazi friends loans to cover their increasing gambling debts. Berlin police chief Count von Heldorf, SA military head Ernst Röhm, and Hitler's second-in-command, Hermann Göring, all owed Hanussen money. But this went beyond personal lending. In 1932, Hanussen gave large loans to the Nazi party. He essentially financed Hitler's rise to power. When he died, those debts were conveniently erased. And money wasn't all the power Hanussen had over the Nazi party. Hanussen was known for throwing drug-fueled sexual bacchanals on his yacht and in his mansion and heavily documenting them. On more than one occasion, his photographers caught Nazi officers in compromising positions, allowing Hanussen to stockpile blackmail. As Hanussen circled closer to Hitler, it became apparent that the psychic could influence anyone in the Nazi party. For propaganda minister Josef Goebbels, Hanussen was a bad day waiting to happen. Which brings us to the third reason Hanussen may have been killed, power. Goebbels knew more than anyone that once a party reaches the pinnacle of power, not everyone can stay on top. If Goebbels wanted to keep climbing, he'd have to knock other people down. The first was Hanussen's friend, Count von Heldorf, who was demoted from the chief of police in the nation's capital to a horse breeder in a small town. The second was Erich Hanussen, Goebbels needed to be rid of Hanussen before Hanussen could turn Hitler against him. So Goebbels went digging for his own blackmail on Hanussen and found the Nazi jackpot. Hanussen was Jewish. And in 1933 Berlin, that was a death sentence. While Hanussen himself fervently denied it, Goebbels only needed to keep digging until he found proof. Which brings us to the fourth and most likely reason Erich Hanussen was murdered, his race. Hanussen's murder may not have been an anomaly, but part of a system. One killing in six million. Due to Goebbels' cover-up, we'll never have all the answers for Erich Hanussen's death. His murder could have protected the Nazis from blackmail, losing status, or an information leak. But taking the ensuing 12 years into consideration, it's most likely Eric Hanussen was one of the first victims of the Holocaust. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again to Andrew Tate for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my show, Let's Not Meet, a true horror podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're interested in learning more about the murder of Eric Jan Hanusen, check out the episodes of ParCast's original Unsolved Murders True Crime Stories, which investigate this crime and cover-up. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Billy Pace, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Maggie Admire, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson.